Welcome to the And Just Like That Sex and the City Fans podcast. I created this podcast for Sex and the City fans and just like you who love Carrie Bradshaw and are super excited to binge out on this new HBO Max series And Just Like That. Let's watch the new chapter of Sex and the City and Just Like That and talk about fashion, love, relationships, and life in New York City. Hi, I'm Dimple Dang. I am your host. I'm a marketing expert, a podcast coach, and a podcaster. And let's get this party started. Hey, everybody, it's Dimple, and I am recording this episode on Christmas Eve. I wanted to take a moment to wish you guys a very happy and magical holiday season. And if you do celebrate Christmas, wishing you a very Merry Christmas. And I hope that you take some time off to spend with your friends and family and your little loved ones, your little puppies and your kittens. So, all right, so let's get down to it. So episode four starts off with Charlotte and she is in a bakery slash coffee shop and she's on her cell phone and she is calling to confirm Harry, who's her husband, his colonoscopy. And then she's getting ready to go meet her friend, Lisa. So she grabs her a coffee and Lisa's walking down the street towards Charlotte and Charlotte is walking down the street towards Lisa. And what's funny is they both got each other coffee. So that's cute because it shows like, you know what, they're off to like, they're off to a good start when it comes to friendship because they both care. So here's the interesting thing. Charlotte says, oh yeah, we should, you know, we should have you guys over. And Lisa's like, oh, okay, how about Thursday? And Charlotte's like, um, Thursday? You mean like the day after tomorrow? And she's like, oh, I understand if it's short notice. And, and then, and then of course, Charlotte's like, oh no, no, it's fine. Because Charlotte is really trying really hard to impress this new character, Lisa. And she wants to be friends with her. And she also, you know, wants to be real friends. Like, not just like, okay, they're moms and and that. But she wants to be friends with her. And I think she looks at Lisa and she's like, oh my god, Lisa's so fabulous. And I used to be that way one day. And I feel like I can just live vicariously through her. That might be part of it. You know, a little bit of that. I mean, Lisa is kind of fabulous. So Lisa is a boss because when they were talking about, they're talking to the other group of moms and the mom's like, oh, Charlotte, you dropped the ball. And she stood up for Charlotte and she's like, Charlotte never drops the ball. Check your spam. So I like that because I think that when you have friends, they should stand up for you. And you know, those are people that are going to be your ride or die people. They're going to be your real friends. And a lot of times in real life, you know, friends, don't stand up for their friends. And the truth is they're not real friends to begin with. I had a friend too, and she did the same thing. She just never stood up for me. But you know what? We're not friends anymore. And I realized she wasn't a real friend. So there you go. All right. So now we are going to talk about the dinner. So now Charlotte's going to plan this dinner. And she's like freaking out because she realizes, oh my God, Lisa is going to be you know, the only black couple there. And I can't like let Lisa think that I don't really have black friends. So I'm going to start trying to invite other people over. And her husband, Harry says, Hey, why don't you invite the neighbor in 4C? So obviously Charlotte's all over that. She starts texting and not just one time, but more than once, because she's acting out of desperation at this point. She's got very little time 
to put this dinner party together. And she has put a lot of pressure on herself. I think it's her who put the pressure. I think Lisa would be totally fine coming to her party. And if she was the only, you know, colored person there, I don't think she would care. But I think it's just how Charlotte is thinking about it. And, you know, Charlotte's going to do things her way. So she goes and she tries to get, you know, other people to come. And then Lisa comes back to her and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot that we had tickets to, I don't know what, what it was, the opera, whatever. And she's like, I can't make the dinner party on Thursday. I hope you understand. And I can tell at that moment, and you guys can probably tell too, that Charlotte was a bit relieved. She's like, oh, thank God. Yeah. And because she's like, oh, no rush, by the way. Like, yeah, like there's no rush. You know, we'll do it another time because Charlotte's like, oh, I can breathe now. But Lisa is having a get together for her husband's birthday party at her place. So we're going to talk about that a little bit later on. And let's talk about Miranda. So Miranda gets home and she smells like weed. So Brady's like, you reek of weed. And she's like, listen, I'm not caffeinated enough for this conversation. And what she really means is I'm not buzzed enough or drunk enough for this conversation because we all know that Miranda is just looking for the drinks wherever she goes. And she's like, you know what? I need a couple of drinks before you come and have this conversation with me. So back off. Yeah, there's that Rambo and Miranda. There you go. And so on the last episode, you will remember that Carrie was, you know, walking down the street. And instead of going to her primary residence, she went back to her old place. And she back, she went back to her old place and she decided to sleep there. And in the morning, she's like, oh, I need coffee. Of course, right? And then there's this coffee maker that's probably from the 1980s, just looked really old. And of course, it malfunctioned and coffee was all over the place. So Carrie decides to take a walk in that neighborhood and go to the store that she used to go to to go get herself a coffee and... The guy that is, you know, the cashier or the owner, he's like, oh my God, Carrie, I haven't seen you in so long. It's good to see you. How are you? How's married life? And she's like, well, he died. Um, so it was very matter of fact. And the guy was really sweet. He felt, you know, bad for Carrie. And he's like, oh, the coffee's on me. And by the way, take a bun as well. And he sent her off on her way. And then Carrie walks into her apartment and then she sees the Peloton and she's like, stops. And she's just staring. And that's because she thought that he would be there, that Mr. Big would be on the Peloton. And she was just so used to seeing him. And that was really a tough moment for her. And then she decides that she's going to give the Peloton to the doorman, which I don't blame her because if there's something around in your apartment, that's going to remind you of someone that you truly loved and that you lost. You probably don't want to have those memories. And so she decided to give the Peloton to the doorman. And she also hired a realtor named Seema. And she decided, you know what? I don't want to live here anymore. I'm not comfortable. I feel like it's haunted. And, you know, it's not the same. Mr. Big isn't here. But yet I have all of these memories in this apartment of me and Mr. Big. And I just need a fresh start. And you know what? I can't blame Carrie for, for that. I think it's going to be better for her if she can get a fresh start and she can get herself into a new place where she doesn't have all of those memories 
because it's going to be really tough every time she walks into, you know, that closet or even to go to the shower. And that's going to remind her of the moment that she walked in and she saw Mr. Big on the ground having a heart attack. I mean, that's going to be traumatic, you guys. So let's hope that the SEMA realtor gets her place sold fast. And speaking of SEMA, let's say that SEMA made quite the grand entrance on and just like that. So you see her, you see her car pull up with her driver and it's, you know, high class. You see her car pull up with a driver and she's in her Mercedes and she's got her driver. The door opens, the cigarette butt drops on the floor, and then she steps on it with her amazing heels. And then she comes out and her outfit is the bomb. And she doesn't walk, you guys. She kind of prances. I feel like she's got this like whole confidence thing going on. And she's kind of like a badass, powerful woman. And I kind of like that about her. And I think that in a way, that's exactly how Carrie used to be. And Carrie lost some of that, like in the new series of and just like that. But when Carrie was, you know, in Sex in the City, Carrie had this confidence. It's like the way she walked, the way she was going to places. And I don't know about you guys. I don't know if I see that walk anymore. I think that walk is gone. And even if she had part of that walk, I think after she lost Mr. Big, that walk is definitely gone. But this SEMA character, all right, let's talk about her. So she walks in and she's looking around and she's you know, saying, oh, this is beige and it has to go. And this table, it has to go. So, you know, Seema's like a action kind of woman. She's a doer. She's like, okay, we are going to change this whole thing around. I'm going to bring in my people, take all this furniture out. We're going to restage it. And and so Seema's talking about everything that has to go. And she's like, buyers aren't that complex. They're like dogs with money. So that is funny that she said that because, okay, so they're not that complex. And basically she's saying, just get rid of what I'm telling you and listen to me and it'll all be okay. We will get your place sold. All right, Seema, get the job done, girlfriend. So then they are in the closet and, you know, Carrie's closet is pretty much like her shrine. So she's like, listen, I need to tell you something really important, Seema. So Seema's like paying attention and Carrie's like, listen, no one touches the shoes. And Seema says, I get it, Carrie. I named all of my handbags. So I think they have a lot in common because, you know, they're definitely into like the fancy shoes and the handbags and the fashion. So I think they're going to end up, you know, becoming friends and, and hitting it off. And then Seema like looks around and she's like, oh, you know what's missing from, from this room is the Peloton. And I guess she, she doesn't know the backstory of the Peloton and exactly, you know, how Mr. Big passed away. So it's a very touchy subject for Carrie. So the Peloton should not be mentioned. So if you must mention the Peloton, do not say the word in front of Carrie. Spell it out and do not say the word. It is like the forbidden word. When Carrie hears that word, it is going to set her off. All right, so next scene, Carrie is in the podcast studio, and obviously Carrie's been going through a really tough time. And then Chloe, who is the one with the blonde hair, and she is saying the podcast socials suck. And she's like, well, Shay's the only one really, you know, trying. And she's like, yeah, well, I don't really have a choice. (laughs) And then she says to Carrie... Carrie, you haven't posted on social media in three weeks. And she's kind of really laying into Carrie. And Jackie, 
the guy. He actually used to have a thing with Chloe. So he's a little bit disturbed that Chloe's like going off on Carrie. So he's kind of sticking up for her. And maybe it's it's, it's more than that because I think he's pissed that he's also pissed that she dumped him. And he's like, you know what? I'm going to go out there and I'm going to talk to her because she just can't act like this and she can't do this. So that was funny because she literally told him off and she's like, listen, you only wash your towels once a year, so you shouldn't even be talking. So basically, yeah, Jackie, you might want to wash your towels like maybe once or twice a week unless you have like 100 towels. There you go. And then we go to the next scene and Charlotte and Harry are going to go to Lisa's apartment for the birthday dinner for Lisa's husband. And Charlotte says, this dinner, this dinner is too important. So she's talking to her husband, Harry, and she says, Harry, this dinner is way too important. And they're an impressive couple. So you better be on your A game kind of thing. And she's kind of like telling him, like, can you also try not to sweat too much? Ha ha ha. All right. And then she says that, you know, right now, Harry, we're like mom friends, but I really want to be real friends. All right. Well, listen, Charlotte, you don't really need to try that hard. I think that you should just be yourself. The friendship will come, but you're literally putting Lisa on a really high pedestal. And I don't know where what's going to happen with that dynamic later because you have to be equals in a friendship and you're kind of putting her like she's way above you or she's way better than you. And yeah, I mean, she might, you know, be a little bit fabulous, but I mean, Charlotte, own your power, girl. What are you doing? So remember Miranda's professor... Dr. Nia, well, I think that Miranda's finally made a little bit of a better impression because she didn't make that many good impressions in episodes one, two, and three that they're actually going out to dinner and Professor Nia is very open and she starts telling her that, you know, she's trying to have a baby with her husband and she's been doing IVF, but so far it hasn't worked and she's supposed to do another round. But then the thing is, she also seems to be really confused about if she wants kids or not. I think the only reason she's having kids is because she's thinking that she does not want to have any regrets later in life. But in reality, she's actually quite happy with her life the way that it is. So I think she's a little bit confused. She's like, well... I mean, I have it all, but I don't know if having a kid is going to change that. And, and I don't know if I don't have one, am I going to have regrets for the rest of my life? So yeah, I mean, there's validity there. I definitely think that is a hard decision to make, but she's going to end up making the decision that is right for her. And then she's going to have to live with that decision. Because once you decide something in life, I think, you know, you need to own up to that. Once you make a decision, you really have to stand by your decision. Whether it was a good decision or not, I think you just have to accept that you made that decision. And maybe if it was a bad decision, you can always think about ways on how you can make that decision right, how you can make some changes, how you can fix things. But, you know, I think you do have to accept accountability for your actions and for your decisions. So... We'll see where this goes, but I think if she does have a baby, you guys, it is going to be the cutest thing. And if she has twins, oh my God, can you imagine twins? That would be hilarious. They would be so cute. And I'm pretty sure that Miranda would be like, oh, I can babysit them for you <laughs> while she's drinking her wine, of course. All right. So in this scene, Miranda also says that it's hard to have it all. And, you know, she's really talking about herself. And I think she's talking about the fact that 
okay, she's married and she has Brady and she's had a good career in the past and all this, but yet it's hard to have it all because her marriage is really not a real marriage. I mean, they're not sleeping together. They're literally like roommates. They sit around and eat ice cream with chia seeds on it. So yeah, I mean, you know what, Miranda? Yeah, I would agree. Sometimes it is hard to have it all and sometimes it's not, but it just really depends. But you might as well just have a good attitude about life and then things will probably go better. And if you're not really in love with Steve, just divorce him and be friends. I mean, Brady's grown up. He's not a little kid now, so you don't need to be having two parents living together to take care of Brady. Brady can take care of himself. But the question is, can you take care of yourself? I don't know. I think maybe you need Brady more than he needs you. What do you guys think? All right. So Carrie is talking to Anthony, that is Stanford's husband, and she's telling him that she's really drawn to Seema because with Seema, she can pretend that when she's with her, that everything is okay. And, and also that Seema, you know, didn't know Mr. Big. So it makes it a little bit easier. And Anthony breaks the news that Stanford wants a divorce. And by the way, Stanford left Carrie a note. He did not have, like, you know, the guts to call her up. He should have called her up. I mean, why did he leave a note? Come on, Stanford. So Stanford leaves a note, and he says that he's going to be in Tokyo managing a TikTok star. And then he also left another note for Anthony saying that he wants a divorce. Interesting. Well, this is actually the way that the show is going to get him off the show because in real life, he actually passed away, which is really sad, you guys. But we'll talk about that towards the end of the podcast. All right. So next scene, Carrie is meeting with Seema. And, you know, they're in Carrie's apartment and Seema's like explaining about the open house and how it went and all those things. And she's like, oh, by the way, I'm sorry, like I didn't see this picture frame and I accidentally touched it and it fell over and it broke. And Carrie is like, what? What are you talking about? What broke? And then she shows her the picture frame and it was a picture of her and Big that used to be on, you know, Big's nightstand. And Carrie was really upset at this point. She was really upset. And she was like, how could you, you know, break this? And and Seema's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And, you know, I will get the glass replaced. And Carrie is like, well, listen, the glass is not replaceable, right? Because this was more than just a picture frame to her, you guys it had sentimental value. It is a picture frame that she has memories of Mr. Big touching it and touching the glass. And every time that she would hold that picture frame, it would be her way of being close to Mr. Big because she remembers that he was always touching the glass. And if she puts her fingers on the glass, it's going to make her feel connected to him. And now she's like, what do I do now? you know, it's hitting her. So slowly, like in, you know, episode four, it's, it's hitting her. And she's like, he's gone. And it's broken. And no one can fix it. And when she's saying no one can fix it, it's not about the glass. It's about the fact that Mr. Big is gone. And he's never coming back. And no one can fix that. And that is not fixable. And now it's just a reminder to her when the glass broke that she's broken now because Mr. Big is gone and she's going to have to go through that healing process and it's going to be a little bit tough, right? All right. So then Seema continues to apologize 
And, you know, Carrie's still kind of like, well, not really having it. And then Seema's like, well, you know, I think you did something wrong too. Because when they were talking about the whole like dating thing and Seema is single and she's still looking for someone and they were talking about this over, you know, lunch one day or something. And Carrie said to Seema, it's great that you're still putting yourself out there. So to Seema, that comment was offensive because Carrie used the word still. And what does that word still mean? So to Seema, Seema's like, well, am I supposed to stop looking for a man because I'm older now and am I just supposed to give up and go crawl away and die? So, but the thing is, when Carrie said that, Carrie didn't really mean it that way and didn't mean any harm. Again, when it comes to friendships, it's like people take things how they want to take them. And sometimes that can be very problematic and it can cause people to not be friends for the wrong reasons. And people are sadly throwing friendships away because they take something the wrong way. They take it that the way they want to take it. Instead of having a conversation with a friend and saying, you know, it hurt my feelings that you said this to me, they don't have that conversation. So people nowadays you know what? You're broken. You need to have those conversations. You need to learn how to communicate better. And if you can communicate better, you'll have better friendships instead of just taking your friends and throwing them in the trash like they never mattered. So, you know, keep that in mind. Have a conversation. Communication is key in any relationship that you have and you have to communicate. If you don't communicate, you know, in your marriage, your marriage is going to end because of the lack of communication because of the misunderstandings. So if you do have a fight with your husband or with your wife or with a friend, or even it's not a fight, it's just a misunderstanding, reach out to them and have that conversation. Don't just let that sit there because then what happens is it's going to end up like ruining friendships. And so in this particular scene, after Carrie expressed how she felt and Seema apologized and she did it genuinely because she literally must have apologized like seven times. And then Seema expressed how she felt about the situation of the comment that Carrie made. And Carrie communicated and said, I'm sorry that you felt that way, but you know, I didn't mean it that way at all. So if, if it came across a certain way, I'm so sorry. And then what happened is, and just like that, they looked at each other and they said, you know, this is stupid. We don't need to be arguing about this. Like let bygones be bygones. And just like that, their real friendship started. That was a beautiful scene. And I look forward to seeing their friendship. So if you watch till the end, like after the credits, they showed a scene where they had a photo of Stanford who in real life, his name is Willie Garson. So Willie Garson passed away and you know, it's really sad. So that's why I think they're showing him in Tokyo and, and all this, and he's getting a divorce because they're just going to say, oh, he moved to Tokyo. Right. And that's it. And then they showed a, a photo of him and underneath that, his photo was a quote. And this is what the quote said. It said, be kind to each other always. So remember that be kind to each other always. And I think that that is a good motto to live your life by. And I hope that you guys have an amazing Christmas. If you do celebrate Christmas, I hope you have a magical Christmas filled with joy. And also keep in mind that 
the holidays and the Christmas season is not happy for everyone. There's a lot of people that lost their loved ones because of COVID. There's a lot of people that have lost their loved ones because of cancer or, or other things. And there's a lot of people that are spending the holidays alone and they're isolated because of the pandemic. So reach out to people that you care about and, you know, just know that Every, everyone is not going to have the same experience. So be cognizant of that. If you're going to go out to the store to run and get some last minute items, you know, buy someone a meal, like a homeless person. If you see them, like buy them a meal, buy them a sandwich, show some compassion because it is the season of giving. And when you give out into the universe, it's going to come back to you. All right. And then a few little clips from the next episode. So I'm like, what the hell? So they're showing that Carrie needs hip surgery. All right. So I don't know if Carrie like fell, like if she did, that would be one thing. But even then, like she's not that old to be having hip surgery, but I get it. If you're injured, you could need hip surgery. But if they're just saying that she needs hip surgery in general, it's like, why are they showing the whole cast to be portrayed as so old? I mean, I don't know. It's just a little bit like, why is this whole ageism thing there where it's like they're just showing them in a certain way? I don't know. We'll see. But it is interesting that her physical therapist, though, because they showed him, his name's Travis, he's pretty hot. And he looks really familiar. I cannot pinpoint what show or series I've seen him on. I, it's like at the tip of my tongue. And I've seen him on some Netflix series or something, but I can't remember. So you guys know, like message me or, you know, email me, let me know. Cause I'm kind of curious, like where have I seen them before? So anyway, you guys have a amazing Merry Christmas and happy holidays. And I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the And Just Like That Fans podcast. If you're enjoying this podcast, please leave a positive review on Apple Podcasts. I would be truly grateful and promise to release more content for you guys. And if you have a friend that loves Carrie Bradshaw and the new series and just like that, make sure you share my podcast with them and subscribe on Apple Podcasts so you're the first to know about new episodes. And if Carrie Bradshaw has inspired you to launch your own podcast, make sure you check out the show notes to learn more about my Launch Your Podcast Masterclass and join my private Facebook community and follow us on all of our social media handles. The details are going to be in the show notes and you can go directly to the podcast website, www.andjustlikethatbandspodcast.com to listen to all the episodes. I will see you guys next time.